Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. Welcome to the sports 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 podcast. I'm Joel Anderson, and joining us as always is the sports outsider Phil Ranta. We're still missing a Jordan. We are still missing a Jordan. Yikes! Now, previously, we said that he was previously out. on the sports yeah. sports sports podcast. We had said that he was out, uh, uh, you know, repairing our system of microphones. Sure, in every sports facility there is in the entire world. Plausible, absolutely true. Uh, he was never dead. No, nope. even though some people seem to think that as of right now. We have no idea. Yeah, he might be we've dead. Just, he might be alive. Yeah, he, we've, we've lost him. Have not heard from him yeah. in a long time. I mean, uh, he left us a message via skywriting. Right. Before he parachuted somewhere into the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. It said, can't make the podcast tonight, guys. Sorry. Some people might have seen it in their, their commute home a couple of weeks ago. I still believe that that was just an odd cloud formation. <laughs> I no. don't. Uh, the fact that you made that leap and thought it was Jordan writing that, I, I thought mean, was. It, it's for, he disappeared. And again, I really I have trouble believing that a cloud formation that specifically could have spelled out English words. Well, the God, God works in mysterious yeah. ways. Joel. Agree to disagree. All right. Either Fine. way, he's not here now. No, oh, you're so contrarian. Yeah, uh, but we do have a pretty good podcast for. Pretty you. good. Uh, I give it a B. Yeah. <laughs> it might increase and be better because a lot of this we don't know what's going to happen in the podcast. But no. getting into it, B. Usually Jordan organizes these things. I'm a sports outsider, so I don't know anything about sports. You know yeah. about sports, and yeah. it's really not a sports podcast when it's 50-50. No, it's it's just a Phil and Joel podcast, yeah. which Ugh. has its own charm. I was does it? Uh, I think hey, it everybody does. write to us on Twitter <laughs> at Sports the Number 3 Podcast and let us know if it has charm. Yeah. Or if I'm right. <laughs> Because it's got to be one or the other. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. Johnny Manziel strikes ex-girlfriend several times and threatens murder-suicide. Sub-headline, way to totally suck the fun out of this bit, jerk. Yeah, we used to... He used to be something of a goofy character on he this podcast. He was a goofy character. He was our Kramer. Yeah. Okay. And now he's now he's our sort of our Kramer. He's our Kramer. Kramer yeah. Is now Post Seinfeld Kramer. Yeah. At the the Laugh Factory or wherever it was. Oh. Like God. not not funny anymore. Hard no. to laugh at anymore. Yeah. He's a he's become a very sad story. Yeah. So I think we even reported on this incident before everything came out. But now, according to police reports, allegedly struck his ex girlfriend several times during an incident at Hotel Zaza in downtown Dallas early Saturday morning. I'm not even going to make a Zaza joke because this is not a funny story. Yeah, right? Yeah. Zaza's just sitting there. Right. I'm going to let it keep it's, sitting it's, there because it would be It's, it's like, a, like a pulsating boil of jokiness that right. we want to lance and, and, and we're going to have we to let can't. it go. We can't. we got to let it go. Because it's a serious story. <sighs> Thanks, Manzels. I'm going to go ahead and venture. They don't say this here. It says er, er, last Saturday morning is when this happened. I'm going to guess... They did not wake up early for the domestic abuse. 
They had actually been out all Friday night. Oh. We're still up on Saturday morning. Yeah. That's the guess that I'm going to go with. Oh, man. That's tough. You think, you think that's possible? Or do you think they were like, let's set an alarm for tomorrow morning? No. So that we can wake up and argue. I think that it probably just went late. Yeah. Oh, God. This is hard to make jokes about. I don't want to make jokes about it. No. It's but, unfortunate. But here's the thing. And, and I, 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 was, I felt like it was tricky, but I was sort of like, we've done... So many of these about Johnny Manziel, about relatively minor pieces of Johnny Manziel news. Yep. We couldn't just skip it. I really we can't. Like, no, yeah, I agree. We were obliged to at least mention that this happened for no other reason to say this might be the last Johnny Manziel update. Watch update. It depends. You know what? All media is run by sponsorship. So we'll see what the sponsors yeah. say. And if the sponsors want it to keep going, we'll find tactful ways to approach delicate news about Johnny Manziel. I'm kind of hoping we don't find a sponsor for that. Yeah. Tim, then... Te- Tim Tebow has never struck anyone. No. Remains goofy. A right. good Christian goofy boy who doesn't do things like this. Well, don't jinx it because yeah. there's been a lot of good Christians who have done some pretty horrible things to the lady folk. Yeah. According to ABC affiliate WFAA in Dallas reported that Menzel told the woman to shut up or I'll kill us both after he forced her into the car. Ugh. Said she, uh, woman said that he was acting as if he was on some kind of drugs, but maintained that he was not intoxicated. Oh, man. To do that sober, is, yeah. that shows well, some real I'm badness. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that maybe they had both been doing cocaine together for most of the evening. Ah, yeah. And that she felt the need to cover for that because he might lose his NFL job, which he was probably going to do anyway. Oh, the story just keeps getting sadder. Super gross and super awful. Uh, so, yeah, I'm honestly here is hoping that this is the last Johnny Manziel update. Watch update. Well, here's Tell another... We will not do another one until it's about Johnny Manziel finding the help that he needs and getting his life on track. Or doing something hilarious. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah. It would have to be pretty hilarious. You know who I blame for all this? Jordan. Right? Because when he was still here, all of those updates were delightful. Right. I, I honestly feel like if we had to pin Johnny Manziel spiraling this far out of control in any one thing. Yeah. I'd have to say he's probably not handling the grief of Jordan not being on the podcast. Right. You know why? That's because I'm going to start calling Jordan a Pama villain. Yeah. Yeah. He is a Pama villain for letting this happen to Johnny Manziel, and worse still for letting this happen to Johnny Manziel's yeah. girlfriend. And if he's dead, I take that back, because that would be sad, too. Yeah. But if Jordan's alive, then come, yeah. come on, Jordan. Total Pama villain. Ugh. But we'll never know until the police start combing the Hollywood Hills. Oh, God. Thus comes to a close another Johnny Manziel update watch update. Johnny Manziel update watch update brought to you by sponsor pending that sponsor pulled out fast Ugh, oh midway through the bit and what is Manziel's gonna do know, his own brand uh, named after him they're oh my they're gosh in a tight spot the the male uh the male brazier market is right. already already very competitive uh for a very small market share yeah uh, to to name yourself after a star athlete and to see his career tumble in the way it has. Yeah. I just, I don't know what they're going to do. It's sad for them, too. Everything's sad. Every, this whole seven-minute intro has been really everything sad. Everything is sad. Uh, but hold on, folks. The comedy's right around the corner. Oh, good save. Yeah. Well, well we've got some great guests on the podcast. We have some awesome guests in the podcast. Uh, we have on NFL long snapper Jim Trippett to oh, break down the Oh, I remember Jim Trippett. Yeah. Now, Jim has assured me, he told me to pass this along to you, because you 
you you have expressed some some uh some reticence about ever having him back in the podcast. Yeah. He's yeah. not a great guest. He he is he has assured us that this time he is breaking down the awesome quarterback mat- matchup between Cam Newton and Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, and that that he's he's done what we've asked him, and he's not going to make the mistakes he has. In the so past. he's not just going to talk about long snapping the entire time. He said he he he's going to focus on the two quarterbacks and how they got to where they are today. Uh, okay. So that that sounds like the sort of piece that we should use from our NFL analysts. So Jim Jim's back in the show. Well, on a much funnier note, we've got uh, <laughs> Dustin Breitberg. Yeah. He produced the original Super Bowl shuffle. That he did. Still in the television production game. Now they're making a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition TV show. Really? He's going to be the producer. Oh, that's a that's a big get for yeah, him. Yeah, so he's going to clear the air on this new sexy program. On here to clear the air. Yep. That's what we're here for. Yeah. All right. And then we got one more segment. Uh, it's the Wide World of Sports. You're goddamn right it is, but first... Well, I guess no, nothing first. We're not doing news, 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 because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's Jordan's thing. Yeah. To the characters. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is Jim Trippett, the long snapper, I think, is your position. Oh, yeah. I was a long snapper for many years. Yep. You're uh, here to talk about something other than long snapping, because yeah, we've well, had this problem when you yeah. were here. I, under- I understand that part of the reason there's been a long hi- hiatus here uh, yeah. is because... I think it was 2012 was the last time we yeah. had you. Uh, Four years ago. A-, a lot of the ideas that I pitched were sort of long snapper focused, uh, and that's yeah. not as big a focus for other people. So no, I- people I- do not give a shit about long snapping. So what I'm coming to you with now is I wanted to talk about the evolution of two quarterbacks. Guys okay. who come arriving at the Super Bowl... And arriving at the Super Bowl in sort of very different spots in their career, have a very different background. And I want to talk a little bit about how Peyton Manning and Cam Newton came to be the quarterbacks that they are and how they got to the Super Bowl. There we go. I don't care about this, but as a sports podcast, (laughs) other people likely will. So I would love to hear your non-long snapper related critiques of these two quarterbacks. Okay. Well, for starters, Peyton Manning, acknowledged by many to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Sure, I've heard his name. If you go back to the beginning of his career playing high school football in Louisiana, the man struggled some. Oh, I didn't know this. That's an interesting factoid about this this well-known quarterback. Now, a lot of people point to him first managing to sort of evolve into the the true playmaker that he is today because of the influence of Jimmy O'Houlihan. Wait, who? Jimmy O'Houlihan, he was the long snapper on Peyton oh, Manning's no. high school team. No, nobody Four knows. Four-year starter at long snapper, and and a, like uh, I, I talked to Jimmy some. He was a you little surprised that anyone he'd... remembered that of or course. was calling him. He's a high school football player. Nobody knows him. But when I suggested that he could have had a, a an important role in forming the quarterback who would become Peyton Manning, he said, well, I guess. That's a no. How? In what way? In what way would a long snapper influence a quarterback? Long snappers are notoriously modest. No, okay? they they're notoriously, notoriously unheard of. Right, it's uh, the least sexy position on earth. If you really all right, so why don't we switch over to Cam Newton since you don't seem to like my Peyton Manning analysis? No, I want to wrap. I want to put a bow on this Peyton Manning thing. There is no way in God's green earth that you could attribute his success even a monicum. To the fact that he played with a long snapper, period. Okay, well, all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and move on to his college years, all right? Okay. Uh, and, and, and Peyton Manning, as a lot of people know, played for the University of Tennessee. Yeah. A lot of people felt like he had a somewhat setback in 97 when he did not win the Heisman Trophy. Goes into the 98 NFL draft, uh, is picked first over Ryan Leaf, and there was some controversy there. 
I, um, that would make him work harder because he he felt the competition. Did. But I you can know imagine. what really made him uh, work harder? No, don't even say it. Patty O'Brien, no. long snapper for the nineteen ninety. Why are all Tennessee the long snappers Bonnie? Irish? Their Hard. names are so Irish. Hard to say. I think there's a long tradition. Oh my a Long God. tradition of long snapping. No, there's uh, no, amongst no. Irish Americans. In what way would the fact that they're snapping long uh, attribute to a quarterback success? Name one way, one functional, real way. Well, again, it's 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 about leadership, really. When a long snapper, the quarterback is, reliable, is the leader of the team. But the quarterback can know that they got to send the punt team out there. That the ball is going to oh, be delivered God. to the punter reliably. That when they go to kick a field goal, the ball is going to get to that holder. If there's going to be a screw up, it's going to be that holder. I'm going to long, long snap your neck if you don't stop talking about long snappers. All right. Well, why don't we move on then to Peyton Manning's uh, professional career? Oh. In his long but stint you know in what? Indianapolis. You know what's funny about that? Long snappers had nothing to do with it. Well, you, sir, have not heard of Wee Willie McGinty. What? Another? <laughs> Wee Willie? Wee Willie Wee McGinty. Wee Willie is the yeah. long snapper? He was undersized for a long snapper. I, right. With that nickname, he'd have to either be very small or very large. Again, I, hey, listen, are you are you the one who's been combing through archival footage and digging in at the library to research on Peyton Manning? I guess not. I no. don't think you have been. No. All right. You know, at this time you're sassing me. That's what's happened. No, I'm not you're sassing. I'm me. just. I'm frustrated. I put in the work. I'm frustrated the, by you claiming that long snappers had anything to do with this. The stuff. in-depth analysis that I do to to come up with these reports, and then you just crap on it. Let's talk about Cam Newton and what possible other quarterbacks or coaches inspired him. All right. Well. As a lot of you know, Cam Newton uh, has gotten in some hot water, and most people feel unfairly uh, for for being uh, for doing a lot of dancing. You know, he's, okay. he's very outward and expressing his joy. Uh, most people, I think, find it very compelling. You know, sure. Uh, Why not? A lot of, what a lot of people don't realize is that his love of dancing comes from when he was an eight-year-old child. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Well, was he in a dance league? Was he tap, jazz, hip hop? No, it, it, his peewee football coach. Oh. Oh, was it's a coach. former NFL long snapper. No, there's why oh, O'Connell God. Patty O'Connell. <laughs> his name was O'Connell O'Connell, and he had his middle name was Patty oh, O'Connell God. Patty O'Connell. Now O'Connell Patty O'Connell, legendary Pee Wee football coach, especially no, I think because there's of no what such thing as a legendary Pee Wee football in his coach. Time as a, a a a junior college long snapper. He was a long snapper for a year. Walked onto the football team. Didn't stick, but you know what? I think the lessons he learned as a long snapper, those are the ones that did snitch. Look, I don't like you, all right? <laughs> but I'm going to give you one more chance. I want you to tell one anecdote about Cam Newton, and I swear to God, if it contains the words long snapper, I am going to fucking lose my shit. Okay. Well, all right? One story without long, because long snappers have nothing to do with anybody's life. They're losers. They're all lo- the losers. I'm Donald Trump, the losers. Okay. Okay. Here's one for you. Okay. All right. Now, Cam Newton, a lot of controversy towards the end of his college years. Uh, Okay. Auburn wins the national championship with him as quarterback, but then suddenly this this scandal rises up about how his father might have accepted money in exchange for guiding his transfer from Florida to Auburn. Wow. Yeah, and so he came home struggling a lot with the possibility that he'd been betrayed by his father, with the the, the truth that he'd been betrayed by his media. And his father's not a long snapper, right? His father's not a long snapper. Okay, thank God. Okay. 
So he went to uh, he went to his his local church and he began speaking to the pastor, a man that he had known since he was a child. Who's a pastor, not a long he snapper, was right? A pastor, in okay. fact. And he sat down and he poured his heart out and he told the pastor all about the troubles that he was seeing and how even in this moment, the zenith for him, where he appeared to be en route to being the first overall pick, had won the Heisman Trophy, had won a national championship, that even then he was dogged by by criticism and sort of anger that he was hoping to leave behind by this point in his life. Good. All right. That was a great story. Do you okay, know that w- what that pastor said to him? I He probably said, God be with you. And no, they went said, out. All right. That was. He that- said, this is a serious problem, but you know who you should really talk to? God. No, not at all. Oh, that's weird. Absolutely. He said, who you really need to talk to is Seamus O'Donnell Connell O'Donnell. I'm going to kill you. Ah, <laughs> no! hey, what are you doing? No, no! He was a long snapper. I know he was a long snapper. Oh, go! go! I'm leaving. Joining us now on the podcast, a, a television legend, Dustin Brightberg. That's very nice of you to say, Joel. It's me, Dustin Brightberg, it's television great. producer. It's great to have you back on. Uh, you know, the producer of the, the Super Bowl Shuffle. I produced the Super Legendary Bowl Shuffle in 1986. 86. That's 86. Right. We went through this last time. It was the 85 Bears, but and the 85 Bears for the special 80. produced in the 86. Right. Yes. Well, because the Super Bowl wasn't played until it's it's not important. No, it's not important. <laughs> Thank you for moving on. I appreciate it. But so, now I've got a new gig. They call yeah. them gigs in Hollywood, Joel. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely aware. I've the, never had a gig, quote unquote. But. Well, this is a gig, all right. So the new gig I'm doing is I'm the producer. Of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition television program. And if I'm being honest, yes. I'm very interested in this program. I'm, I, not, I'm interested too. I'm not proud of myself for being interested in this program, but if I'm being honest, I'm definitely You interested should in this be program. proud. It's a it's a great triumph in sport. It's getting it out to the mainstream. How is it a triumph in sport? Well, do you want to hear the pitch of the show? Okay, well, why don't you tell me? You're the producer. You're on here to clear the air. I'm clearing the air. I'm here to clear the air. That's what I'm going to do. I have negative ideas about how this is going to be. Why don't you tell me why? All right, so Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, the magazine, Mm -hmm. is a a bunch of uh, folds of beautiful women showing off the jiggly parts, the pointy parts, and the mushy parts. Yeah. Uh, with a little bit of cloth over top, but there's one thing missing that's going to come to light in the in the television program. Okay, gotta gotta have them playing sports. So so you're going to have them playing sports. I'm going to have them playing all sorts of sports because people don't they pick up the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition and say Where, where's all the sports? How come there's not more sports in this edition? I don't know that they do that. That's why they call it Sports Illustrated. There's illustrative. Right, because I think they cover sports in almost every other issue. And this one, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, (laughs) not Swimsuit Edition, no sports. Well, that's just... So, episode one, we're going to take a bunch of beautiful models and fly them to Brazil. Okay. And they're going to be on the beach... And everything's going to be beautiful, and they're going to have the jiggly parts, and they're going to have their pointy parts and their mushy parts, and they're all going to be showing. And then we're going to throw a football in the middle of them, and they're all going to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> uh, I feel like you're, you're... Have you ever played the game Smear the Q? <laughs> I'm politically correct, so yeah, it's Smear I, the Q. I, I, 
I remember playing that in elementary school. I did not know what the name meant at all. But- all these models are going to play Smear the Cue. There's going to be rivalry. People can pick their favorite. You might be confusing the 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 fact that Sports Illustrated is a sports magazine with the reason why people enjoy the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. That's like, not I really true. I understand sports. I did the Super Bowl for Shuffle. I knew that people, sure, they liked the Super Bowl, but what they wanted to see more was singing and dancing. Yeah, I, I see what People you're love the bikini models. What they really want to see is more sports. Yeah, and here's the thing, though. I mean, my favorite part of the, the swimsuit edition every year is they usually have a few actual athletes come in and model. And the athletes are usually in much better shape. Than I models. noticed that too. There was a got, the world made a huge stink when Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, she showed up in it. But you know those, what the problem with that spread? Amazing. She wasn't skiing. Uh, well, she she has to put on a parka. She's got to put on some snow pants. I think I think you're you're sort of reversing here. What's and then she's gonna go skiing? Like people people who get the illustrations. The swimsuit edition. Sports I Illustrated swimsuit, swimsuit edition, edition right? yes. I think that, but note how they, they're interested in seeing athletes in swimsuits. I don't know if they're in, interested in seeing swimsuit models being athletes. Joel, Joel, I Joel, this is why I'm a television time. producer, uh, all right? You take stuff from one medium, you tweak it to fit another medium. <laughs> That's why... When I uh, shoot all these sports, what I'm they're going to be in proper attire for the sport. It's going to all be really... shot in a long shot. And what's the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition missing? Constant cutaways to commentary <laughs> by the uh, by elderly sports announcers that have since retired. I don't know about that. Yeah, three quarters of the show is going to be shots from the announcer booths of elderly uh, announcers going, uh, uh I remember when uh, when Skip McCuddy was a uh, quarterback. I'm making up names. I'm not an announcer. Let me, let me ask you this, though. They're going to be wrinkled. They're going to be wise. You might have mixed this up, though, because you, you, part of your, 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 your logic here was that Sports Illustrated. Sports yes, Illustrated, Sports Illustrated. Name. But so is Swimsuit for Swimsuit Edition. Oh, that's the best part. You dress them up in football pads. I feel like you're you're you know and you're making the same mistake that that you're claiming that you, you're making before. You didn't let me finish, Joel. <laughs> All right. So sure, they're gonna start the episode. They're gonna be in bikinis. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have their mushy bits out. They're gonna have their pointy bits out. But then when they're sued up, they go into a dressing room. We don't follow them because we get <laughs> TV. And then they come out with the 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 proper uniforms on, and they hang the bikinis. On a clothing line on the sideline, so you can still see and shop those bikinis. And then, if you ever not watching, whenever there's a timeout, the you can the kids will have fun going. I like that bikini on that rack over there. That bikini is over there. I, It'll be great. I don't think anyone's gonna like this. There'll show. be sports. There'll be bikinis. It'll be illustrated. Look, I don't. It's an addition. Here's the thing: athletes, like female athletes, look great in bikinis. I don't know that models are going to be particularly good athletes like a, a tackle game of football i don't like i'm not necessarily going to want to watch models doing that because they're not that good at football that's the other part they will be because we have web content all right you have to have web content now with yeah. everything all right so what we're going to do is we're going to put these models through rigorous training where they have to put on some bulk they're going to have to eat a lot of protein bars yeah. and weight lift a lot yeah to make them have uh, pudgier, more masculine bodies. 
you're going to have them do two a days to prepare for the football game. Right. They're going to have scars all over themselves. <laughs> they're going to break arms and it'll be in bandages. We're going to have them those big trash can or trash bag suits so they sweat out stuff. Yeah. It's oh, it's going to be great. I mean, if I good being, web content. That, that does make me a little bit more interested in the football game specifically. There we go. But I'm still 100% not watching that show. You know what? America will. All right. Well, if there's one thing I've learned, people love to see a concept they love uh, improved and then put on a completely different format for different mediums. Yeah. Um, well, only time will tell. Uh, thanks for being on. Hey, it's my... Pl- Do you know what, Joel? As a side thing, I thought also, too, we could have some uh, guys wearing uh, bikinis cheering them on I, I, would you like to be one of the cheerleaders again i think there's a specific demographic here that you'll have your hair out you'll have your hairy body and everyone will be able to look at it it'll be great uh does it does it pay yeah it pays then i'll do it there we go tell how you're welcome to hollywood you got a gig yeah thanks today's podcast is brought to you by sue.co that's t-s-u Co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to tsu.co slash sports the number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports. Operation Slapshot. What was Operation Slapshot? Uh, it's pretty weird. Are you okay. ready for this? Yeah. Operation Slapshot is the code name of an undercover police operation spearheaded by the New Jersey State Police against illegal nationwide gambling rings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Betting on hockey a lot? Joel, you're going to find okay. out. All right. Don't jump the puddin'. All right. All right. Jump, jump the puddin'. You know the saying, jump the puddin'. Yeah, I don't know that. Joel, saying. don't jump the puddin'. <laughs> the operation was made public on February 6, 2006. Rick Toshe, an assistant coach for the Phoenix Coyotes, a team in the National Hockey League or yeah. Yeah. NHL. Yeah. Uh, and Janet Jones, the wife of hockey, ice hockey and NHL great Wayne Gretzky. Oh, now I remember this. We're among those currently under investigation or indicted with charges pertaining to the operation. They went after the great ones, great one. Yeah, it's sad. Also under, under investigation is suspended state trooper James Harney, who allegedly uh, Toshe's partner in the operation. Mm. Yeah, tough. The investigation uh, has also referred to the possibility of the NHL team owner uh, of an NHL team owner, half a dozen active NHL players, and other coaches and team uh, staff members being involved in the investigation for illegal gambling. Illegal on hockey gambling. The game they play on hockey. Yeah, this is some Pete Rose level bullshit. It really is. As of February eighth, two thousand six, two more names uh, had been mentioned as people who have been implicated by law enforcement officials: San Jose Shark Center Jeremy Roenick and Toronto Maple Leafs Center Travis Green. Oh shit! This conspiracy went deep, man. Jeremy Roenick, big name. Yeah, Uh, I think a future Hall of Famer. I'm not sure. Not well. Not when it gets stripped from him. Boom. Yep. 
The ring uh, has been mentioned to allegedly having ties to the Bruno Scarfo crime family. Hey, we're the Bruno Scarfo crime family. I feel like that's an especially vicious crime family because they constantly have to make up for the name that their boss, his last name is Scarfo. It does. It sounds like, like I'm two... with the Scarfo family. I'm like, is that like a funny sitcom family that eats a lot? Is it's that... a couple of the Marx Brothers they didn't talk about much. <laughs> There's Zeppo and Harpo and Bruno and Scarpo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which had a base of operation in and around Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and southern New Jersey. <laughs> yep. Please and sentences. Please. And sentences. Please tell me about this and make sure you do it with complete sentences. I will, asshole. Uh... <laughs> On August 3rd, 2006, former New Jersey State Trooper James Harney pleaded guilty to conspiracy, promoting gambling and official misconduct, and promised to help authorities with their case against Toshe and others. Harney said that he and Toshe were 50-50 partners in the betting ring. Harney was sentenced to six years in prison Mm. on Friday, August 3rd, 2007, so he's probably out by now. Yeah. So to gamble again. Why is he not on the podcast? Not, he should be. He should have had him. God. On December 1st, 2006, James Ulmer of Swedishboro, New Jersey, pleaded guilty to conspiracy and promoting gambling and agreed to cooperate with authorities. Yeah. When you do that, you kind of get away. I feel like you don't plead guilty if you're not agreeing to cooperate with authorities. That would be an especially stubborn move. Like, yeah. I'm pleading guilty, but I'm still not But I'm not talking to no one. <laughs> Isn't that right, Bruno? Isn't that right, Scarpo? <laughs> yeah, he ain't talking to no one. Uh, on May 25th, 2007, Toshe pleaded guilty to conspiracy and promoting gambling was placed on probation for two years for his role in Operation Slapshot and avoided jail time, even oh, though he was one of the leaders of the ring. That's what happens Crazy. when you turn on everybody else. That's true. Uh, he will be allowed to return to active duty in February, provided he refrains from gambling in any way in the future, which is crazy. He's back to enforcing the law, even though he broke it pretty bigly. Yeah. Bigly? Pretty massively. Not a word. Yep. He must also submit himself to NHL, NHLPA doctors to see if he has an issue with compulsive gambling. <laughs> Which I'd say if you run a gambling ring, you're normally, probably going to run. Normally I'm looking at like concussions and, and cuts from pucks, but uh, yeah. as to whether or not you're a compulsive gambler, uh, 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 uh. So there it is. Operation Slapshot. Less funny than the movie Slapshot. Yeah. The movie Slapshot fucking classic but if they decide to do a crossover movie with operation dumbo drop and Slapshot, they know what it's going to be called oh my god you combine a gambling scheme a uh uh, uh, a gambling conspiracy yep. with minor league hockey and guys fighting a lot and a parachuting uh, elephant right holy crap do we have a movie you know what they could call it slap dumbo <laughs> and that brings it end to another wide world of Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you some of our contact information. You can hear all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Check it out there. Why not? We'll have it on iTunes too. You can listen there, but uh, try out SoundCloud too. It's a great platform. Uh, our official sponsor is Sue.co. That's TSU.co. Uh, go to tsu.co slash sports number three podcast. It's the only social media site that pays you to post just like Facebook. And uh, it's absolutely free. And when you sign up through tsu.co slash sports number three podcast, we get a little cut as well. 
So it helps keep this podcast going. Just go sign up. Just do it. It's fun. It's easy. It's free. You don't have to put in any information. Just do it. It's like Facebook. Just do it. Uh, or you can find us on Facebook. We're actually doing a lot on our Facebook. Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. We share news stories. We do hilarious quips. Uh, if you comment, we comment back sometimes. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good time. So do that, too. Hey, Joel. I just thought uh, we should maybe mention to the to the to the listeners that this is the last time we're recording in the sports 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 studio studio studio. That's true. We got a new studio coming yeah. next week. We're going to start recording in Phil's garage. Yep. Uh, that's what Mark Marin does on his podcast. Yeah, and it's quite popular. Yeah, we're going to call it the Cat Ranch Part Two. Right. Exactly. So. You know, instead of uh, our sort of original idea, we've decided to blatantly rip off a, a more popular podcast. Hey, maybe we'll be able to get uh, Barack Obama to come on the podcast finally. Knock on wood. Yeah, he's, he's rejected most of our lights. Yeah, so, most. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.